G'day trendsetters, welcome to episode 731 of the Trainsmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, trainsmove.com, or send me through an email, tim at trainsmove.com. Now, I've, um, last episode, before last episode, I had 322 different things running through my head that I could talk about before answering the questions and I thought oh I'm going to be set I'm going to be sound as a pound in the lead up to the next bloody gazillion episodes here because I've got a lot to talk about anyway I didn't write any of them now because I thought I got this and and even though we all think we you know we're better we all think we're better than what we actually are because you know I don't need to write this down I'll I'll remember that this story is fresh in my head oh how could I forget it well Sitting down here, just plugged the microphone in, hit record, thinking, crap, what am I going to talk about? And I got nothing. I, I don't know, I'm thinking, didn't, didn't last episode I have like all this stuff to talk about? Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't think of anything. But I will say, um, I mean, recently watching the YouTube channel of um, Aria, Ari... I forget his last name. Um, he's on the Chase Pack in a, um, a weekly podcast on the the Triathlon Hour, and um, he also did some training a year or two ago with Lionel Sanders, and that, that I, I kind of knew him from those series, and I watched one or two of his episodes occasionally, but um, no, nothing for donkeys. And so I've just started re rewatching his um, YouTube videos, and because he's come out to Australia, he's swimming uh, he, for a big swim focus tra- um, training camp for two months, a month in Ballarat, which is not exactly come to mind for the capital of swimming in Australia. But he's there with Jack from the Triathlon Hour and a, a few others. Um, and, and then he's going to go up to swim with JR in Noosa, which that's, you know, pissed my interest greatly. Um, but it's a good episode. And now, why I'm bringing this up is I had no, you, you don't know where the, you're going to learn crap from. It can come from anywhere. Now, I learned uh, watching watching today his latest latest episode I had no idea. I, I that people in America, which makes up about half my audience on the podcast. Which God bless you guys, love you. Um, don't dry their clothes outside. I had no idea. I thought everyone would do that. It just makes common sense to me. I always knew the hills hoist was invented in Australia, but I always thought that you know you'd all have lines at the wire outside outside your houses you you walk out you waltz outside from your washing machine you peg them all up on a nice sunny day they dry in you know no time flat and you bring them in you know bob's your uncle finish your aunt you, you're done and dusted i had no idea and he's talking about this was a completely new concept and he just hung his clothes out on the uh, on the lines without pegging them and obviously the wind blew them off and it's i don't know i I, I do live under a rock, and I, I've got to admit, especially um, these days, I, I'm getting further and further away from society as much as possible, and just diving into my own little bubble of world, and anything that's not in this world, and any 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 
actor, for instance, that's not starring in the three and a half TV shows I watch, clearly must be unemployed, because I'm just in this little bubble, and if, you know, but, um, yeah, no idea. Yeah, I just assumed everyone had clotheslines in, around the world, and, and, yeah, no idea. Anyway, today's question, and... Thank goodness for the athletes I coach because they're they're propping the episode they're propping the show up. I've had um, a couple of athletes that I coach send me send me in some questions. So we've got four episodes lined up ready to go, which I'm going to start recording them back to back to back to back. Hopefully, I can come up with something else to talk about before next episode. And um, you too could help prop support the show. I don't. I'm not like every other podcaster. I'm not saying share it with some friends, support the sponsors, click on this link, and I get affiliated a couple of cents. I don't do any of that. All I do is say, you want to help support the show? Come up with training, racing, and nutrition questions. Send them on through to Tim at trainsmooth.com or trainsmooth.com. So today's question comes from Brendan, and as I mentioned, I coach him, which makes him pretty bloody awesome. Uh, he writes... When do you know it's time to finish a block? If doing a VO2 block, do you move do you move on after a set period of time or should we keep going until improvement stop? So it's a really cool question and it depends greatly on the athlete and greatly on the timeline. Um, strength and weaknesses and, um, you know, goals and how, how close we are to the race so for instance um generally for most athletes i coach i work on a four-week cycle um a lot of those athletes most most athletes i i update their program either weekly fortnightly or monthly more times than not but most most hang around um i'll, I'll update their program every two weeks and uh, um, but I look at their training blocks in four-week cycles, or what we're, what you know, what I feel like we could do to help um, make that athlete faster on race day at this set set time and date. The um, so, so some athletes, um, de- depending on the time frame, yeah, we we will keep going on something in particular until improvements aren't there um especially if we've got a long time and we're doing math training for instance um that that's a really good indication and and it also depends on the platform the athletes getting coached on as well um though today today's plans about to finish up in 11 days but in today's plan how i would monitor the athletes different than the athletes i coach on final surge um on final surge i depend um, a lot more uh, greater on the athletes' feedback, and and both I do um, depend greatly on the athletes' feedback on when we're moving and stuff. But in in general, um, you know, four four to eight week cycles, so four or four week cycles, I look at, and then I think, right, do we need to do another four weeks of of this sort of folks, or do we move on? Um, so. It really does depend greatly. I'm not answering the questions I know, but um, so if I've got 12 weeks or 16 weeks till um, race day, 
um, it would depend greatly on. That's not a. That's a horrible explanation. I'm trying to come up with here. I really should think of these answers a little bit more. But as we get closer to the race, the more race specific that session's going to be. So um, it depends. It, if I had a, a particular, well, I could. I got an athlete at the moment that I'm doing a, a VO2 session every third day at the moment. We're doing that for four weeks straight. He's two weeks into it. After that, we'll switch um, focus on on him purely because uh, I I don't want to mentally burn him out. Um, we'll we'll probably continue. I'll, I'll, my thought pattern would be we're going to continue doing VO2 work for another four weeks after that, but it's not going to be every third day. It, it, it we might might do it, be doing it twice a week, or um, we'll, we'll see. Uh, it, it's a bit hard. It's a bit too soon to tell. He, he's coping at the moment. He's happy at the moment. Um, so we're doing three VO2 sessions and one anaerobic capacity session. That's a lot of intensity for for a particular athlete. This is all on the bike. Um, his running is all easy at the moment, and his um, swimming is mostly easy with a little bit of fast stuff in most session, most swim sessions. But um, so at the moment, he's heavily in a um, a VO2 focus cycling training block. And um, so we'll see how we go with it. But four weeks of this, and then we I'm not keen on progressing purely because of that mental fatigue. So there's that one example. Uh, another example would be um, uh, another athlete. You know, we, we might do eight weeks worth of VO2 work. A lot of fair, a fair bit of aerobic work amongst all that. Maybe doing two VO2 sessions a week. Um, then we're going to be switching because you, I'm, I'm a, I am a believer that you need to switch um, the stresses up in the body because we'll get too used to it. So it might might switch to a threshold a training block, or we might switch to a, a strength endurance block, and then maybe um, we'll see how the athlete adapts to that. We might even go back to doing a VO2 block. Um, so it, it, everyone's really different. Um, the more time I have. Um, in the run-up to, you know, the amount of time I have over a calendar year, for instance, um, let's say we're only aiming to peak once in that year, I've got a lot more freedom there. I I can really um, have a lot more fun um, getting that athlete right. The athletes that want to do this race, this race, this race, this race, this race, scattered all the way through, or they want to do three main races in the year. We haven't got as much freedom to to play with. They they they're just as fun. It makes me think a little bit differently. Um, but it, it really does depend. But anyway, but you wouldn't VO2. You wouldn't do until you don't see any improvement. I I, I think you might just about kill the athlete. Um, aerobic work most definitely. Strength. Uh, it depends. Anyway, I'm pretty sure I didn't answer your question properly. If you guys have any other questions you don't want answered properly, send them on through to timatrainsmove.com. Until next episode, hooray.